Okay, so I'm Dean Turton, and this is the first ever episode of the Upfronted and Unfiltered podcast, podcast, Manx Football's newest podcast. On this podcast, we're just going to dive into our guest's journey through Manx Football from their humble beginnings right up to the current day. We're also going to have a chat about all the good, the bad and the ugly in Manx Football, preview some of the weekend's footy ahead, maybe throw in a few questions from some of our followers on social media, and then we're going to wrap it all up by discussing our guests' ultimate seven-a-side Manx football team. I'm pleased to be welcomed by our first ever guest, okay, today. That's Colby's first team manager, Aaron Collister. Aaron, how are you doing, mate? I'm very well, mate, yeah. And um, thanks for having me on. It's uh, it's a privilege to be the first guest, mate, yeah. <clears throat> That's good, mate. It's good. And how's everything going down south at the moment? Yeah, really well. Yeah, I, I came in in February. It's always difficult coming in at the start of... Um, Sorry, towards the end of the season, but really good. We had a really good pre-season. We started a bit earlier than, than most clubs. Um, we've only lost one of our first eight games. And, you know, we've got a structure now. We look good. It's it's positive, but, you know, a long way to go and, until we achieve what we want to achieve. So, but all good, mate. Yeah, no complaints. That's good to hear, mate. That's good to hear. And we'll get more into that in a minute, OK? But yes, yeah. us back for you, OK? Manx football, where did it all start yeah. for you? Um, it all started. I, I played my first game for Malou when I was six years old, mate. Um, and this is before the days of the Astro and Junior League is not like it is now. So every couple of weeks on a Sunday, they pick a pitch. You just have a little round robin tournament. So I did that really for Malou when I could. Um, the first proper team was under twelves for Malou, and we had a good little team there. Um, and and then from under twelves. They didn't have a junior side, so I kind of I had two seasons at Colby, I had a season at Castletown, sort of never really felt at home because um, Malou was like a family thing at the time. So, yeah, and then I went all the way up to um, 15 and then 16. I had I played a couple of uh, times in the Castletown combi and a couple of friendlies. And back then, it was very much like, oh, he's a Balasala boy, get him out of here kind of thing. And it, honestly, even when I was 16, so I didn't really feel welcome at the time. My grand, I got it back to Malou and I was in the first team at Malou when I was 16 and then I represented Malou up until I had to finish my playing days when I was 29, so I didn't move. Um, so yeah, I represented Malou my whole days, mate, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's one of them, isn't it? It's, it's a bit weird on the other manner. It's We've got, you get the southern, the, the little southern roundabout and I think you've got the northern roundabout, haven't you, as well? You know, your Ramsey, Rycob, Air, people like that. Um, they all go around there and down south, you've got down south, it's even bigger, isn't it? Because you've got Malou, Castletown, Colby, Russian. You know, you, yeah. you throw all them guys into it and you think there's four teams there. And uh, most people down there, they've either been there for life or they've played for most of the clubs down there, haven't they? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and with, with Malou, obviously you said you were there from six and you had to go because they didn't have a junior setup. Um, yeah. You went back there and obviously you played for them. How was that? How how were you, how was your time at Malou? Like growing up, when you went there, what was it like? What was what was the click like? How how was it for you? Do you know it was it was special to me, and, and I, I I know a lot of people have got this as well, but for me it was, it was my granddad is a legend there, and all of his brothers played there at the same time. So there was um, three brothers that played, and so he's always been a local legend. So as a kid, I used to spend my Saturdays going up to my granddad's house, and then we used to go and watch Malou. And for me, it was like. I was watching Heroes here. I know it's local football. When you're a kid, you don't realise that, do you? So I was watching that. So to go and play for them, made my first team debut at 16. 
that was a really proud moment for me. Um, so yeah, it was massive, and it was it was a kind of a, a loyalty thing. Um, when I was in my sort of I don't know prime or my best condition before I got injured and things like that, you know, I did have people saying, "Oh, why didn't you try fucking this? Why didn't you try that?" I didn't want to. It was a loyalty thing. So for me, the whole time I was playing there, I was very proud to play for Malou. Yeah, very very proud. That's it. That that must have like your granddad as well. Your granddad must have like sixteen. You've turned around. You've started playing footy for the, yeah. his, his boyhood club as well. You know that must be a proud moment for him. And, and they must have your family must have just thought that's great. What have I got? Yeah. He's gone into it. I've I've drilled that into him from a kid. He's going to go yeah. down the whitey after this game and have his first ever pint as a Malou player that he can. Yeah. You know, one yeah. of them. I don't care if you're 16. You know, everyone knows him. Max football, if you're 16, 17, the lads are trying to take you to the pub, though, or they take oh, you in the clubhouse and yeah. they're sleeping your pint, aren't they? It's, it's one of them. And do you know what, do you know, what, Dino? Like back then, and, and even there's still some there now, but back then there were so many characters at the loop, you know, and I, because I, I was in the first team quite young, I was surrounded by these lads who, you know, six months ago I was watching from the sideline thinking, oh, God, you know, he's amazing, he's amazing. And all of a sudden I was in a changing room, you know, bits flying everywhere, as you can imagine, back then. You know, the old school, everyone was showered. What, and shouting, was screaming at each other. Shouting, screaming. It was the old 442 days. Big physicality was a big thing. You know, you didn't put your foot in. You'd have a, a you know, a mid-30s year old in your face. You didn't care if you were 16. And it was hard. When you're 16, it's difficult at that age. But it, it makes you man up early. And that's what Malou was about then. You know, it was about hard-working lads who, who put their all into it. And, yeah, it was a big moment for me to play for Malou. It, it meant a lot. It still means a lot to me now that I represented them so young and, and played so many games for them. Yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's a bit difficult these days, isn't it, really? Because kids these days, I know even even when I was playing, I, I was an awful footballer, but even when I was growing up, mate, you could play combi football at 14, 15, and they could yeah. fit you in. And I think that's made a lot of the, the older players now a bit stronger, a bit more physical than the newer lads yeah. because because of that. What yeah. what would you say to that? Would you would you agree? I'd agree with that. Yeah. Um, even now, in my experience, um, uh, doing the manager and the coaching, you do get these lads coming in from playing um, juniors, and they step up to the to the combi, and it's a real shock to them. You know, like a real shock because in the combi, as you know, you get a real mix of players. Don't you? You can have players coming back from injury. You can have late thirties, forty-year-old who's got a lot of experience, and then you throw a you know a really skinny sixteen-year-old in inexperienced, and it shocks them. And there's no real kind of gauge into it. Combi should be that, but I think there is a, a gap in in junior football to combi. It's a big step up, and some lads like it, and some you know they, they like the challenge and the way the world is, and a lot of um, I don't know, I don't know how to say it without sounding harsh, but the. I'll say it, I'll say it, I'm not bothered. There's a lot of snowflakes. There's a lot of snowflakes yeah. that come through that, that exactly. don't want to that don't want to get involved like people used to get involved. Like as you were saying, yeah. there, there's a mix of people. I, I can throw it back to uh looking at a combi side I was involved with. John Ward, the former goal Ireland goalkeeper, was in his mid-50s playing in goal, and there was a yeah. 16-year-old kid playing up front. And and that just showed me where it you know that's combi football though that's why everyone loves combi football because of that eclectic mix. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, mate. And um, like back then, like, Malou really did have characters, like tough, tough guys as well. You know, like um, oh, I'm trying to name a few. Um, John uh, Bomber, you were a Bomber, Bomber, the big centre back. And yeah, he was yeah, tough, yeah. tough, tough. You know, I started with him. You see, and I'm at left back. I make a bad error, and he really shouts at you. 
if he shouts at you back then, you're thinking you t- you kind of take it personally, don't you? Yeah, but 100%. now I'm old. Now I'm older and I'm a bit more experienced. They're doing it because you, they know you're better than that. But when you're 16, you, you think they're having a go at you. But I just think that's that's the tough thing with youngsters these days. They don't realise that they're shouting at you because you're better than that. They they kind of go, well, he doesn't like me. I'm going to get in a gump about it and feel sorry for myself. That that frustrates me sometimes. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I, mate, I, do you know what the worst one is? Is they get in that gump and then they'll go home and, you know, every club's got them now. They've all got WhatsApp groups, haven't they? Every football club. Yeah. And they, they'll go yeah. home from training. They'll give it 10 minutes so they know everyone's got home and everyone's on the phone and they're having a look and they'll leave the yeah. WhatsApp group and you go, what are you doing, you little tit? Like, we're telling you this because, because you, they, we know your qualities. We know what you've got. Why are you being like that? We're just trying to make yeah. you better, but they can't see it like that because they've been, they've had an arm around them all their lives. And I get some people do need an arm around them, but but they also need that harsh reality at the same time to to sort of bring that out, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's something that I mean I can't speak for other managers, but I think it's something that I think I've seen quite quick. So certainly a training. If you know we we've got a real mix here when when we're all training combi and first team, there is you know, 40-year-olds and 16-year-olds. And I do have a, a sharp eye on the youngsters, you know, I can see if their head goes down. And straight after training, I'll, I'll ask them to stay behind. And I think that little moment when you say to them, you know, are you all right? If you yeah. make a pass, mate, don't worry about it. It's just a pass. It's football. You're here to train. and You're trained to get better. And if you're going to make a mistake, do it here. So those little, you know, I think it's come full circle is what I'm trying to say. Because when yeah. I was coming through, the, it was still the, very much the old school era. Yeah, and now well, I've played. I've played in that era, and I've sort of played towards the end of this era. I kind of got the bit of both worlds, so I feel like I can kind of understand both worlds. But I would like it, you know, maybe if if, if they kind of mentally toughened up a little bit because it's it's a contact sport and it, football means a lot to a lot of people over here. So if you're not going to put your effort in, people are going to pick up on it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, hundred percent, mate, hundred percent. Right. So before we move on to your sort of senior playing days, before you got injured. Okay, mm. uh, we're talking yeah. about younger days. We're talking about that, Jay Gandhi sent me a message. Okay, right. Um, yeah. So you can imagine what this is going to say because it's Jay. Okay, um, and it, it's about it's about your younger days. Okay, yeah. and it's just comparing that to now, like we've just done, really. And he says, yeah. "Would you rather a game of red ass on the Mondo back in the day, and get to relive your playing career from junior level upwards, or be the manager of a long ball football team?" Oh, oh my days! That is a t- <laughs> okay. Um, oh, I don't know, you know, because that's a really hard question. Because I really enjoy doing the coaching, probably more than playing. So, but I'd probably have to take the rad ass and play again because there's so many things I wish I did when I was playing. So, yeah, tough question, but yeah, I'd rather play. I'd rather take the playing. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I knew uh, Jason like, a couple of days ago when I, I was looking at. It, I was thinking that's gonna that's gonna resonate well with him. That's gonna be good. So. Um, Joe, I, I, I spoke to him last night, mate, and I had a little chat with him, and I could tell when I was speaking to him that he was smirking, even over the phone. So I was kind of expecting something. something. Today, so. It's all right, mate. I sent you a couple of other things as well, but we'll get on to them later on. Don't worry. Um, no worries. So we'll um, we'll move on. Okay, we yeah. are trying to get to know you. We, you know, we want to know the player you are. Okay. Um, so let's go into your playing days, mate. Your senior playing days. So you've come through junior football. You've gone back to Maloo. You're playing there, you're playing left back for, for the first team, you know, for the combi. What what was that like? Um, 
it was good. We, we had some tough times when I was there, I'm not going to lie. You know, we, a couple of seasons where we were in the bottom three and things were looking a bit bleak. And, you know, since when I was at juniors, there's not really been a solid junior setup there. So there was always sort of a time when you come to sort of February, March, wherever you were, where you're thinking, right, I hope we don't get a, lad, a, a load of lads leaving here because we haven't got lads coming through. So we were always at a, a disadvantage, you know, in terms of, you know, look at Castletown, Colby, Rushton, they've always had pretty solid juniors. So that that was always tough, but the actual playing of it was great. You know, we, we were never, you know, the best side in the league technically, um, but a lot of the teams I played in at Malou, we, we, were, we were gritty, you know, we grafted, we had real characters in there. And, you know, a, a lot of the seasons we'd pull out the odd shock, you know, Clive Vane was a really horrible place to go and play football. Um, and we loved playing at home. Um, so yeah, it was. I've, listen, I've got I've got a lot of mem- uh, big memorable moments playing for Malou. Um, what would you say? The best one. Ah, oh, the biggest one. Do you know what? Bittersweet. I scored two in one game against the old Ronalds way, but in the same game, I scored two. Fucking own goals. <laughs> Brilliant. So that Brilliant. Was, I know. That's Max Footy all over. But yeah, there's a lot, mate, that one. Um, the last season I had when, you know, when Pulley won the league uh, yes. four years ago, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. That was, my, that was my last season. And up until the sort of last, I think, four or five games, we were in with a shout to go up. And we had such a good year that year. And um, I think we had a good 11. We didn't have a good, a good enough squad in the end. But that was really proud because... Each game, there was massive crowd. Crowds were getting bigger. I remember we played Foxdale in the week one week. It was a Tuesday night and it was absolutely rammed there. And um, coming half off the, the field, estate. people... Half the estate. Half the down. estate, honestly. Yeah. yeah, and people trying to get in the changing room, congratulating us. That was massive. And, you know, a big regret of mine is we never won anything. Never won anything at Baloo. And obviously, I'll never change that now. But, yeah, a lot of proud moments. But winning, that, winning something would have been nice. But, you know. There you go. But scoring two goals, two two goals, and then two own goals against Ronalds, wait, you know, it's, it's not that bad, mate, is it? It's it's one of them. Uh, mate, it's it's unreal. And do you know that that game as well? I did the classic Phil Bab slip right into the post, oh, no. bollocks on the post. Yeah, just Massive, what you need mate, to do yeah. in it. Just it's one of them games that'll always live in the memory for you, mate. And yeah, you know, that, that, that's um, what it's about in Manx football. Absolutely, and my granddad seen both goals, so that was that was that was a nice moment, like. Can't moan at that. Can't moan at that, mate. Nah. So we're coming to the end of your sort of playing career there, right? You've you've yeah. summed that up. You're mm. you're going there. How does it end, mate? How does it how do you come to the end and say, I'm not playing anymore? I'm going, I'm I'm going into management or I'm gonna stay involved. How how does that come about? It wasn't to be honest, mate, I, I kind of put off I knew my days were numbered, but that season I just mentioned there, um, we were really good that year and we did have a shout up into the last sort of five, six games or whatever it was. Um, and for the, for those games, I was, for the second half of that season, sorry, I was getting um, injections in my knee for the pain. Um, I had I had two ligament damages, uh, injuries, sorry, uh, ligament damage on my, on my knee and I had two two procedures on them. I had one at 23 and I had one at 26. And the second time, the pain was just relentless, but we were doing so well in the league so I, I obviously wanted to be part of it because we might have a sniff here. But I kind of said to myself, whatever happens, this is it. I, I can't keep doing this. Um, and it was obviously I was gutted. No one ever wants to retire. I don't care what anyone says, you never want to retire. Um, and then I called it a day. And for a year after, I didn't have anything to do with football. You know, I couldn't even watch Premier League football. That's how much it meant to me. It was too painful. <laughs> 
So I did nothing for a year, mate. I just worked. Probably went out a bit too much. Had a, you know, on the drink and stuff. Got, got to live your life a little bit, haven't you? Because you hadn't, you know, on Friday nights had never been the same, had they? Exactly, but I mean, deep down, I think it was because I was gutted because I couldn't play anymore. You know what I mean? So that was that was it. But then slowly started going back up to Malou just to watch the game, and you know, all the characters were still there, and I was just speaking to Cal when he was there and stuff like that, and we'd talk, you know, have a pint at the bar after the game, things like that, and then. I think what happened was the combi towards the end of, uh, of the season, I think three years ago, they didn't have anyone to fill in for the last sort of, I think it was six, seven games. So I just stepped in and just helped out basically. It wasn't, wasn't the full manager. I just sort of helped out a bit. And then got in the pre season. through it, yeah. Got them through it, yeah. And then in that pre season, um, Carl, um, Carl Jones, I think he's still on the committee there. He, he, he gave me a call and said, listen, we've had a chat and, we'd like you to, to take the combi. And, and that was like a shocker to me, but I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. And I never thought that phone call would sort of trigger something. So to begin with, I just sort of took the combi is difficult as you'll know, because it's hard to have a set 11 because the first team are always sniffing, which is the, you know, a combi is a feeder club for the first team, of course, but we had a really good season. You know, we finished fourth. Um, I had a pretty good set 11, um, I wasn't doing a lot of coaching then. I was kind of looking into doing my level one. Um, I was just sort of there for Cal, basically. Um, and we had a really good season. And then we had a game against St. John's on a Friday night. And we St. were third John's, yeah. at St. John's, yeah. yeah. And at this time of the season, we were third and they were top. So it was a good old Friday night game. And our, my keeper at the time, who I was using regularly, was, was unavailable. So I I mean this is the this is where I left basically. Um so I, I asked this young lad to step in. Well he he said to me, if you haven't got anyone, you know, I'll do it. I was like, Oh yeah. great, no, yeah, I appreciate it. You always that. get in that combi, don't you? You always get someone that'll do you a favour. You know, they've signed always, on yeah. the, signed on at the start of the season and you see them probably two or three times a year because you have to phone them on a, a Friday night or a Saturday morning and go any chance you can do us a favour this afternoon or tomorrow because we're struggling. Get Let's get in. Yeah, no, that, that, that's basically what it was. I, I kind of knew Ian. Ian was my goalkeeper. I know Ian was struggling with his shoulder. So I kind of knew it was coming. So anyway, it turned out I'd actually found a goalkeeper and I'd ha- I had to say to the slide, like, listen, don't worry about it. So on the back of that, and obviously I'm not going to mention names and that, and on the back of that, he was quite pally with a lot of, the threat, a lot of lads in the team. Uh, I, got, I got some... Messages, so we just say nasty messages, blah blah blah. Wasn't a great situation over something quite small as well. It's, tri- it's trivial, uh, isn't it? But I, it I, is trivial. When when you've been involved in Manx football, you kind of you understand where people are coming from because you. Yeah. But at the same time, you understand why the manager wants to pick that keeper if if you've got that chance of doing something. So it's, yeah. it's hard. you're you're in a, between a rock and a hard place with that situation. Um, and I think probably looking yeah. back on it, people can see both sides of it now. But back then, you could understand why at the same time. Yeah, it's difficult. And, you know, I, I thought I was quite sort of clear with, with what I said. And anyway, listen, he wanted to play, understand that. And, you know, looking back, hindsight's a great thing. Um, I had a lot of people messaging me, not very nice things. And I didn't reply the best to, to one. I only replied to one of them and I didn't reply best. And it sort of blew off and... You know, long story short, asked the club for a bit of support. I don't felt I got it. And when I felt that, I kind of knew my, my, the right was on the wall. You know, I didn't really want to be in that environment. Yeah. You know, no, no, that's people fine. Were, 
do you know what I mean? And and it was it was a real shame for me, and it hit me hard because I'd been affiliated there for twenty odd years, and I just didn't feel supported. But you know, I don't want to go into it too much. It is what it is. Life moves on, and I'm a big believer in things happening for a reason. Do you know what I mean? So that's it, mate. That's um, it, and, and everything happens. At the end of the day, you've done what you've done, and you 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 felt like that, but it's not going to change now. You know, down the line, four years, three years down the line, it's not going to change. So what's been done is done, and it, it, it's it's sort of water under the bridge now, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's it, it's one yeah, of those things. But, yeah, and you know, and. I, I, a lot of people probably think I, I hate. I don't hate the club. I think hate's a strong word. You know, I, I cherish absolutely everything that I did there. You know, I loved it from playing to doing the coaching, all the characters I met there, the kind of legacy my granddad has got there still means a lot to me. So, listen, I've, I'm I'm older now. I like to think I'm a little bit wiser. Life goes on, man. You know what I mean? And football goes on, and um, I want that. You know, I wish them well. I'm very happy where I am. So it's all good, man. Do you know what I mean? That's it, that's it, mate. And after that, um, did you go? You had a bit of time, didn't you, helping out down at Castletown after that as a as a coach? After you sort of year out, yeah. is that when you got back into it? No, the year out was um, before I started at Malou. So right. I, I left. I left Malou. I had a couple of months sort of dithering and what I, what I was going to do. And in that time, I completed my the the old level one. They've changed oh, yeah. the yeah, they, they changed but, it now, isn't it? You just literally you you do it online now. I think don't you? You know. Most of it is yeah, so, online based, but back in the day, I've, I've done mine, mate. I've been there. It's, it's quite a, a good course down at St. John's. You know, you've done two days, and I don't mind. I don't mind when I was 16. I, I passed mine just after my 16th birthday. So I know what that course was like. It was a good course back in the day. And you know what? You learn a lot from. Yeah. And, and you, there's no substitute for learning sort of hands on things, you know, and seeing how people react and learning sort of how to speak to people properly and things like that. You know, I took a lot away from it. And that's what I did in that space when I wasn't anywhere, any club. Um, and I know a few people at Castletown um, and Gary Sansbury very kindly asked me to come down and, and just help him out. And at first I was in two minds, mate, because, you know, the Maloo-Castletown rivalry is quite heated, oh, as yeah, you yeah. know. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was, you know, and I was thinking, oh, you know, if I go down, people are going to think I'm doing it just to fight Malou. But in reality, I was doing it because I wanted experience. And for me, it was good because I actually get right into the coaching side. And I was then involved in a first team and they had different goals to obviously what Malou Combi did naturally. So being around, of course, the manager as well, like Gary Sansbury, who's, you know, he's just notched up his 400th game. In, yeah, he's been. He's honestly, I think he's been there older. He's been there as long as that stadium's been there. I think you know, Gary. Gary he is a piece of the furniture, isn't he? Exactly, and that's priceless. And I learned a lot from Gary in that time. And he is very old school, Gary. Um, oh, I can tell that. I, was, I, I, talk- I was down there the other week when they played Michael. I went down to cover the game, and um, let's just say he was very, very animated on the sideline, and he was. He was very to the point. I, I liked it from where I was watching. I liked how how old school he was. That's the first time I've I've really seen. Like I've, I've watched a lot of Manx football, been involved in a lot, but I've normally been in a different division to him. So it was the first time I'd seen him really doing what he's doing for ninety minutes, and he, he was very old school. I really like that about him, and I can see yeah. why people take a lot from that. Yeah, do you know what? It's like uh, when I've only ever been near him really is when I've been playing for Malou. So. He's, I've never really spoke to him. So when he, when I randomly got asked, I got asked actually to a gal, you know, Alex Crawley, yeah, he asked yeah. me. So I went to speak to Gary and, you know, not in a non-game situation, he's, he's a very humble, very quiet fella, nice fella, chatting to him. And so he gave me a lot of confidence because he gave me free reign to training. He let me put the sessions on. 
You know, in, 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 I remember one game we were playing Kurt Michael um, in the league and he let me speak to them at half-time. And these are all things I've not done before. Speaking to a, a first team at half-time, the game was, was relatively tight as well. And he gave me the, the stage and he didn't tell me he was going to do that. Sort of put me on the spot and I knew what he was doing. And at first I was a bit like, oh, you know, what are you doing here? But looking back, I've got a lot of time for that. And he's, he's old school, Gary, and um, I've got so much respect for him. And I've got respect for town as well for letting, for giving me that chance because we had a good end to the season. And yeah, we finished in the top four. We got to the Cal Cup final. Again, that was my first experience in a final in, in, in football. Um, being on the coaching side. We lost to St. George's, but the experience was amazing. So in three months, a lot happened and I, I felt like I really grew from that. I got a lot of confidence from it. That's what you and want then, me, isn't it? Absolutely. And I could kind of see what was happening because in my, in me, I was I was thinking, I'm getting confident here and I don't see myself as an assistant or a second coach or anything. I want to be, the, I want to be yeah. a manager. You want you want to crack at and and you want it at first team level. You've had that combi experience. You exactly, want it at exactly. first team level. Exactly. And then I thought to myself, well, I'm not going to tread on toes. You know, Gary is a legend here, and I'm not going to start trying to force him out. I wouldn't do that. I'm not like that at all. So I can't. You know, Gary asked me to come back in pre-season, and I said, listen, I had some personal stuff I had to sort out. And I said, I'm going to have to get back to you, Gary. And I knew, I knew, I knew. And I told him, I'm not going to come back. Yeah, I'll see what happens. And I waited, and I waited eight months. I waited eight months, and I'm good mates with Jay, as you know, and he was telling me what was going on at Colby, and one thing happened, and another thing led to another thing, and I met up with Kevin from the committee, and he had a chat with me about what they want to do, and and we had, as soon as we had a chat, you could see I was enthusiastic. You know, eight months away from footy is a long, a long time. So oh, Yeah, yeah, nothing, nothing um, else, is there? It's just yeah, and I was I was itching to get back. I came down to watch watch some training a few times. I watched a few games down here, and then I met with the committee, and spoke with Ken and spoke with Dicky, and they literally we had a big two hour chat at the clubhouse, and I was I felt really welcome straight away, and they they literally gave me everything I've asked for. No one's tread on my toes. It's been all me. So yeah, one thing led to another, and. Yeah, it's funny how it works, but yeah, I'm in a I'm in a great spot. It's a fantastic club, mate. Honestly, it really is. And that, that's good. Like, obviously, um, I know I've known Dicky for years, like away from away from football and through football, um, and and like I used to go down there. What was it under seventeen? Probably when they had the old pitch, um, the old Glen the old Road, pitch. Yeah. yeah, Glen Road, and it was it was literally a bomb shelter that used to get changed in, wasn't it? You know, in the corner, and yeah. then they had the clubhouse in it. Yeah, it, it, it was brilliant. They were the days, and I think Josh Kelly might have been there. Furo might have been playing for them. You know, there's been some yeah. big, big players that have come out of Colby that you don't yeah, probably realise. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, come through, and they've always had a good junior setup as well. And I think now you've you've moved down to to the station fields. You've got that Astro turf as well. It's probably the best setup you can have down south. I, I'd probably say it, it as in terms of clubhouse. What have you got? Three, three normal pitches, or is it four? Um, three, yeah, yeah. normal pitches and the astroturf pitch as well with the yeah. floodlights. You know, what more could you ask for in a football club? That's that's. Uh, it's, to- honestly, it's amazing, man. And like when I was speaking to the committee and everything, they were showing me around, and you know, this this all sounds very professional and whatever, but this is what happens. You know, this club is desperate for success again. Um, you know, and when I, when I came here, Dickie handed me a, a copy of this book that they wrote called Carry On Colby. He wrote it with Paul Hatton. So yeah, yeah, yeah. History of Colby. 
right from the beginning up until 20, 2021, I think it is. Yeah, yeah, and I've read right, that yeah. and and they just wanted me to get soaked in the in the club, basically in the culture and everything. And I loved it. And this club is desperate for success again. And you can have great facilities, you can have a good junior setup, you can have great people behind the scenes, but the fact of the matter is, you know, your first team is your bread and butter of, of the club. And the first team here for the last five, six years has just been not good enough. You know, I mean, nowhere near good enough. So that's what we're trying to do now is is get back on the map, competing um, on all fronts. We're not going to come in like, oh, we're going to win this, win that. We just want to be competitive again. Make Station Fields a really hard place for teams to come. And, you know, you think of the Southern teams, you've got Russian, rightfully so up there most successful team down here for I don't know how long. Yeah. Castletown, been pretty successful in recent years. Great setup. We want to be in there. We want to squeeze our way in. And there's nothing, the only thing stopping us being there is is results. So that's 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 what they want. They're desperate for success. I, I, it'd be, I think it'd be sort of a fit and reward as well if you, if you do get something just for the work the club has had to put in. I know they sold the ground for houses and things like that and they had to get mm-hmm. that. But, the work has still had to go there into designing that and making and keeping that club structure together through all of that. Yeah. Um, the committee obviously have, have worked so hard behind the scenes to do it. It's it's mm. difficult. Um, so while we're on that subject, you know, we're at Colby, we're at where you are now. Okay. Mm. Um, I've had another couple of questions in from people. Okay. Yeah. And we're talking about your managing career now. So Craig Cowan, um, the FC Alaman kit man. Um, he's been involved with St Mary's for a few years as well, Craig. Good lad behind the scenes. He wants to know, how do you find telling players that they won't be involved on a Saturday? How like, how hard do you find that? And do you struggle with it? I don't struggle with it because I think communication is so key if you're going to be a good manager. And I, I feel like I've all, I've, I used to be quite poor at it. And I feel I really worked on it in, in, in my free time. But how I tell players, I tell them quite early. Um, and I tell them why. I think if you're going to give someone bad news, I think give it with good news as well. So, all right, mate, you're not going to start Saturday because, you know, maybe training, you know, say someone's ahead of you, they were a bit better, or maybe you'll come back from injury. But at training this week, I loved your effort. I loved your passing. You know, try and give them a little bit of positivity. You know, no, everyone wants to play, but the lads also respect that I can only pick 11 players. So I think... um, I think I'm okay at that, but I always make it clear to the lads, you know, if you want to speak to me, speak to me. You know, I don't mind. And I, I I get frustration. I was a player once before, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, just, it's not nice news, but try and be positive as well. And just don't make them false promises though, I'd say. Don't say to them, oh yeah, but I'll give you second half and then don't give them it. Be realistic, yeah. you know. And I think, I think we're all grown-ups here. I think people respect truth, you know what I mean? So That's it, mate. That's it. And I, I, I get that. Um, so on the back of that, Ben Qualtro also coming with a question. Ben's obviously um, Corinthians first team manager, and Ben Ben's from down south, isn't he? He's a Castletown lad. He has been all, all his life. I know Ben, mate, and I speak to Ben quite a lot. And I ask, he, he lets me be a soundboard to him, and I, you know, I've got a lot of time for Ben. And, so, and, yeah. and Ben's got a lot of experience, not just on the island but off the island as well in football. And you know, I've, I've had many chats with Ben over the years, and and, and he is he is a very good soundboard. But he wants to know. What the yeah. most surprising thing about being a manager for you has been, good or bad? Oh, the most surprising thing is how much more people have in the tank um, when when you give players compliments, when you 
put the effort in and you have the respect of them, what they will do for you is just, it's its something you can't describe unless you're a coach yourself. It's amazing. It's the best feeling in the world. Um, you see that little 10%, you know they've got 10% extra in them and they're, yeah. they're walking, you know, it, it's something as simple as they're a striker and they're walking back from the edge of the box while your team are defending. You give them a little kick, a little bit of praise or say something to them. The next time it's a jog back and then, yeah. but because they're jogging back, they're on the toes end and they can go again. And they look like yeah. they want to go and attack again, don't they? It's it's one of them yeah. things. And it's I get where you're coming from with that. I think that's that's a very interesting thing for you. What surprised you because you've played as well, and I'm surprised you didn't yeah. see it when you're playing. Yeah, well, when you're playing, you you kind of you you, you I know you're in a team, but you're kind of playing. You, you're thinking of yourself, aren't you? You're thinking of your own game. Um, so yeah, when you're a coach and you have to look at uh, you know eleven to sort of sixteen people. Um, it's it's a lot different, and you have to you have to switch your mindset, and that's why I don't think I could go back and play now because my mind is is completely different. Like, do you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah, most, that's that's a surprising thing, and a bad surprising thing is how big. <laughs> I know this might sound bad, but how big some players' egos are. Oh my days! Oh, it's mate. great, isn't like, it? It's it's great. It's just it? I've seen it as a player, but. You got some players, and you're just thinking. I watch you train week in, week out. You know, and this is this is. By the way, this is no one at Colby, but you know, I, I, there's a reason you're in the combi week in, week out. You know, and the, and the little things like they're turning up late to train and turning up late's a big no-no for me. You turn up when before training starts. You know, you don't turn up halfway through. Um, attitude. Yeah, you, you haven't you haven't got the right to be rude to anyone here. Do you know, egos like that. Really you see it all the time. Yeah, how big egos are that really shocked me as well. The one, the um, one, the one that I laugh at is, is the ones that they've scored four or five goals in the combi against the team, maybe in pre-season that are a division below them and struggling for players, and they automatically go, "I am the Manx Messi. I am fantastic. I am brilliant." And then they play a team the next week because because they've done that, a manager's rightly given them the chance the next week in like uh, a first team game against a bigger club that they'll be playing twice in the season in the league and they'll turn up and they'll go missing, they'll go hiding and you won't find yeah. them for 90 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Mate. And um, But you know, it's mainly been pleasant surprises. There's not a lot of negativities, you know, it's, um, but another big one for me is, you know, the power of, the power of words, you know, it could be yeah. something so small you say to them. Um, just little things like, you pull them on the side before they go on. Little things like, you know, I'm a big hugger. You know, I'm a big Klopp kind of hug guy. I, I love hugs. Um, a lot of managers might not like that. Other people have different approaches. That's what makes football brilliant because everyone's different. Oh, yeah. But, you know, a lot of these lads, even like, you know, you get the likes of, um, oh, no, you know, you know, like Whitley and yeah. Deb, Carl Hickey. These are all experienced players. So I won't, I won't even try and give them a fucking, you know, a big greet when they come in because... They just won't. It's not in the DNA, but like the youngsters, you know, big hugs, big words to them before the game, pull them aside, and that is amazing. What those little, even it might just be two words, and it just propels them to do two and a half hours of graft. It's 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 amazing. Yeah, it, it's good, mate. It's it's brilliant. And you've just mentioned someone who's just who sent in a question to us as well. Seb, uh, Seb Spears right. sent in. Okay, and he he just wants to know who do you think the most improved player at Colby this season? Is can be first team or combi. Um, 
bit early for the end of season award, Doug. Um, <laughs> uh, most improved so far for me. Oh, there's a few, you know, because we've come on leaps and bounds in nine months. Um, if it's it one was... of them, if you're going to drop a name here, mate, just bear in mind, this is going out on Saturday morning. Um, mm. And the lads are going to be listening to this before the match, probably. So <laughs> bear it in mind. Yeah. Um, I'd probably say, I mean, there's probably there's two. One of them has left, he's just, just moved to the UK. One of them is Aiden, Aiden Hawker. Yeah. Come Honestly, when I, when I came nine months ago, he was more of a rugby player. He was quick. We had, they didn't have, he didn't have the greatest ball control. His positioning wasn't great. Wow, this season, he's been like a, a house on fire before he left. Unreal. So, yeah, definitely Aiden. And secondly, oh, I'd have to say Sam Wolland. Uh, Sam Wolland's... Um, I've seen that free kick the other week. That, that looked fantastic. Yeah. I've seen, I, I don't know who videoed it, but I've seen the video of it. It looked like a good free kick. But you know what, mate? It's... That is just the ice on the cake. What he's done uh, in pre-season, you know, he was coming up to me in pre-season saying, oh, Isaac, can I have a chat? What do you think I need to do here, blah, blah, blah. And I love that because he obviously wants to improve. Um, he re- we had we had um, pressed it down in pre-season. Yeah. And I said to him, kind of in the nicest way, I said, like, you're in, you know, you play centre of the field, it's a tough position. You know, you need a, you need a bit more energy in there. You know, he's, he's basically on the lines of, well, what are you saying? I was like, you need more energy. Anyway, he put the work in at press fit, which is not easy. He's lost a lot of weight. He's just he, when when we're on top, a lot of the times because Sam's playing well and he, he's just fantastic on the ball. He makes things happen. Yeah, what well, he's, he's going to be, I think he can be even better. So yeah, I say Sam, Sam and Aiden. That's good. That's good, mate. That's good. So we'll move on. Okay, we'll move on from Colby and we'll go to a bit more generic man's football now. Okay. Yeah. Um, for me so far, well, I want to know from you. What do you think's good in Manx football at the moment? Like overall, what is what is good in Manx football? Um, you know, this is um, a marmite topic, but Roland Stubbs, I actually quite enjoy in Division Two. I know it's, Division Two is a little slower, but I enjoy it. I think it's good for, especially Combi, and I think it's good because it keeps the game alive, especially second half when when players can can flack a little bit. I do enjoy Roland Stubbs. What I would say is, I think there should be a cap on them. You know, we've we, we've been in a couple of games where we've been trailing by a goal, and literally every time the ball goes out, sub, sub, sub. It's like, all right, it gets a bit. Kind of, I'd imagine that get yeah. a bit difficult to manage for a referee, though. I think that that probably why that bit's not in there because imagine letting a referee and he's going, I thought he come off twice. I thought it's open, yeah, yeah. is not it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, Listen, referees have got a tough job as it is. You know, they're in the middle and making all the shouts. A lot of the time, they don't have lines of them. But I don't know, there's some kind of rule where there's a cap on it somehow. I don't know. But Roland Subs overall, especially for Division 2, I can't speak for Division 1, but Roland Subs is good. Um, I think there's a, a real um, plethora of young managers coming through, young coaches, which is great to see because, you know, we're going to bring up the next generation of players. Um, you know, the other week there, we were playing Onkin away and, you know, we had Oji Moore there. There with Jamo, they're both yep. relatively young. You know, Josh Clark's doing the combi there. He's younger than me. Um, obviously, Ben's still young in his right. I know he's been around what seems forever, Ben Qualtro, but he's still relatively young. Al Harrison at Mary's, young. I think it's brilliant. I think it's you've got these youngsters coming through. and It's the it's, next it's generation, isn't it? It's the next generation of football it, managers. And if you notice, is, them, mate, yeah. a lot of them have been... A lot of them now, I, I've noticed it anyways, um, a lot of the younger people coming through or people that 
played maybe two or three years ago just before COVID, got an injury. And they, they just thought after, you know, that season where the league got stopped, I think it was in March or something when the, the lockdowns happened. I think they've, they've gone back and they've assessed themselves and they thought, I can't play again, but I want to stay involved. How do I do it? And a lot of them have gone Absolutely. down the coaching road. And, and that's yeah. why I think COVID has been the positive for that because a lot of the younger players that might have left the game have stayed involved in a, a coaching manner or something like that. Yeah, definitely. Mate, definitely. And uh, I think it's everyone's going to benefit from it. You know, um, obviously COVID was a bad time for everyone, but it definitely reset a lot of people. You know, I was the same. You know, I was thinking for a while, you think, yeah, I can't play. You know, what, what can I do? And then you, you kind of look at yourself and I thought I had a lot to offer. You know, uh, Al Harrison obviously does. He's been done brilliant. You know, I've, 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 I've had the privilege of, of working with Al. I, I coached with Al, uh, St. Mary's mm-hmm. first team, that year COVID actually happened. Um, I was coaching the first team with him and to see how he works, he'd come back from America, FC Alaman were just starting. And yeah. like fair play to Al, like he, he's got all, he's got loads of things going on, but he manages to make time for it. And he's very good. He's one of these very intricate thinkers. That, uh, he wants to, to go into all the details as well. He, he's very methodical with that. So I get that. Yeah. And, and there's there's other people like Jammer and Ozzy. Um, I know both of them lads quite well. They're, they're quite intricate. They want to get involved. They, they're not just there for the, the players, or they're there for the club, these people. That's the yeah, good thing absolutely. I like to see. Yeah, yeah. I love it. You know, it's like, um, and I, I kind of put this to a shout out to, to anyone who's like been involved in football who are injured and they can't play. You know, you, I guarantee you've got more to offer than you think. You know, even if it's just, I, you know, I've said to a couple of lads, I used to play with the don't play, do you want to come down? I'm not asking you to coach, just come and help me out. You know, just be there because I guarantee you've got more to offer than you think, you know. Um, and I didn't realise how, how intricate and um, passionate about little details I was, but I mean, I'm a big writer as well. I write a lot, and I'm I'm at the and Colby have <laughs> kindly given me this little office at the clubhouse. I've got my own little room, and I'm in here all the time, planning training and things like that. And three years ago, there was no way I think I'd be like this, but it's the beauty of footy, mate. It drags you back in. Uh, that's it, mate. And so what we'll do is I'm gonna I'm gonna flip that round now. What so mm. far for you? And you can be honest here, mate. Uh, it doesn't matter. This is we want honesty on this podcast. It's not. You know, we're not here to to please the snowflakes and make everyone happy. We want to yeah. be filtered. We want to be upfront. What for you at the moment is a bad thing in Manx football? What's what's not going so well? Uh, for me, I think the FA need to make an example out of you know repeated offenders. I'm not talking. I can't, well, it could be players, clubs. I don't think the FA does enough to punish sort of repeated offenders. You know, I mean, I, I could be. I think it turns people away. I just don't think the FA do enough in that sense. I genuinely don't. And I know they're worried about oh, numbers and stuff like that, but that's going to make it worse because these situations that happen, it's going to turn people away. And if, if, if they see that there's a body in place that won't take it, it's going to get people to stay. So that's a big thing for me. Um, I think, I thought this when I was a player and I still think it now, I think we need a two or three week winter break. I do. Just before Christmas, over Christmas, and then get back into mid-January. I think it needs to be a break in the game because how many games get called off? You know, that's it. absolute it's, that's been... absolute bollocks. Uh, excuses. Yeah. Pitches are in bad states. Uh, I just think it would benefit everyone, and I'd probably I'd be surprised if if teams aren't all for that. It's it's one of them. I think I think I've been touted for years. I um, committee. I was on a club committee, and I was the FA rep, 
a few years ago, and that was thrown about then. Um, that was probably five or six years ago that was thrown about. Um, and I, I think it gets thrown about quite willy-nilly without any thought of when it could happen. Um, and I also, it, it's it's a bit like the three-league system that everyone goes on about. Yeah, it, yeah. it sounds yeah. great in principle, but how would you do it? And how would you seriously do it? Because I don't think it, it can be done three leagues. I, I honestly don't. Um, I, I've seen yeah. a new formula that the FA have put out. Like I was, I was privileged enough to, when that was first discussed, the FA approached me and said, would you just put it out there through, through our social media channel and just find out what people think and just, just try and get a bit of opinion. And I, I did, I was like, I put it out there and you know what? It's some mixed opinions. And I know clubs, majority of them have, have agreed to it in principle to be looked into. It's not been agreed though to actually happen. I think people are getting mistaken at the moment thinking, oh, that might actually happen. It's not, it's yeah. just a principle for it to look into. But I get what you're saying with repeat offenders. Do you know what? I, I, I'm going to hold my hands up here. I've been one of them at the times. I think not last season, the season before I was still coaching and I got two bans in a season for shouting at referees with obscenities that I probably shouldn't have. But I felt right yeah. at the time. So, um, But I got one of them. I got one punishment and the other was the same punishment for something a lot worse. And I was like, well... Yeah, well, that's that. what and I mean. The, there's yeah. yeah, yeah, there's, and I get where you're coming from with that. And do you know what? It, it's something maybe the FA will look into. I know, like, you've got a good relationship with your committee. Have you brought that up with your FA rep to bring up at a meeting? I'm sure that they'd bring it up, and it'd be interesting to hear what they get back from that. Yeah, and listen, you know, we, everyone loves football. It's it's the game of not just the island, but the world. Everyone loves it, and we don't want to be sat here talking about you know, punishments and offences. Everyone wants to enjoy the games, but, you know, there's got to be a foundation in place where, you know, one small offence can't be punished the same way as a major offence. And that seems to be the way at the minute. And it's just frustrating, you know, on the outside looking in, it can be frustrating. And I know people have been put off by it and they, they haven't been back since for it. And that's a shame, you know what I mean? So, yeah, no, no, yeah, I, I, I get that. Def- Definitely a big one for me. Um, but, you know, I, I always try and be positive. I don't really like talking about negativity, but this is real. And um, Yeah, yeah, we're not, we're not here. To, we're not here to slag anyone off or, or do anything. We are no, here no. to basically, you know, I, I want people's opinions on this. I don't I don't think there's there's a lot of people with opinions in Manx football that will tell you them in the pub, but they won't put them in the public domain because yeah. they're, they're scared of the repercussions. There's no repercussions on having an opinion from, from this. And that, that's what I like about it. So... We've done all that, mate. We've, we've had a talk about the Manx football, the good, the bad, a bit of the ugly as well there, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. So we'll move on, okay? Yeah. And then we'll go into Div 2 this weekend. So yeah. let's bring it up yeah. to the now. Um, we're not big gonna, games, mate. Yeah, so there is some big games. We're not going to dissect them all. We're not going to go here. We're not going to go there. The only game I'm going to dissect is you're the Colby manager. So you're playing Michael. What are your thoughts? Yeah, well, you know, it's it's going to be difficult. And, you know, firstly, I want to say, I think Gary's done a fantastic job at, at Kurt Michael. You know, they were in a really tough spot, what, three years ago, I think. Yeah. Really difficult situation. Gary's gone in there and he's, you've got to respect what he's done. Um, some teams don't like playing against them, say they're ugly. Listen, football's football. Rules are rules. He's, he's got his way and fair play to him. So we know we're going to be in for a tough test. Obviously, Liam's a fantastic striker. He scores goals for fun. Um but I think we're just I think we're just as good. You know, I think it's gonna be a real, real good battle. It's gonna be good for us to see where we're at 
as a club. We've got our own internal goals. Um, it's going to be tough, but I always say to the players, every game in this division is tough. I don't care where they're on the league. So we had a two-week break. Lads are reset. Good numbers at training last night. Michael had a break last week. It's set up to be a really good game, but we have to do everything right to win the game. And we know that, so we're looking forward to it. No, I get that, mate, and and that, that's good. Um, I've watched Michael play. I've watched Michael play this season. I um, I went down to watch him play Castletown the other week. And you know I've what? Watched they... I've watched the dream back, mate, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I watched it. I was down there. I watched it. It was, you know what? It was, it was an entertaining game. Um, and, and they're very quick going forward. They are very quick going forward. Um, but I know you guys, yeah. you guys are equally as quick. I think this is a very good matchup. I know um, the papers are covering this one this weekend as well. I think Adam yeah. Morton from Colby's actually gone down and covering it from what yeah, I see. Yeah. yeah, see, I seen something Sam from Jeff, Jeff the Mongoose said uh, earlier um, that they were going down to that. And Div 2 is getting another big thing because uh, Castletown Foxdale is getting covered as well this weekend. So, there's a, there's a big, big, so, yeah. that's a big game. Um, that's another big game for you. So I think, but for Colby, Castletown was your first real big test. Like, I don't want Castletown and Onken have been your two big tests, haven't they, so far this season? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not, I'm not disrespecting any of the other clubs, but just league positions, they were your two tougher tests. Obviously, yeah. Onken were the first team to beat you. Yeah, um, yeah. That, do you know what, mate? That was a real eye-opener to where we want to be. Onkin, obviously, Division 1 last year. And I think, to be honest, mate, and obviously I'm very honest with the, with my players, that the occasion just got to us. You know, Onkin, I don't think Onkin played particularly well that game. They were just on it. You know, they won all their headers. You know, basic stuff, second balls. And we were just like cats in the headlights. You know, we completely let the unbeaten start go to our heads a bit and it really sort of gave us a shock. And in the long run, I think it might be a good thing because it woke us up a little bit. Um, and then, obviously, we had Castletown. We, you know, we were 2 0 down within minutes. Again, we're kind of the same old, but really, we were fantastic second half in that game. And we possibly could have won it. So I think we have to take positives from it. But yeah, Oncom is a tough one to take, man. Tough one. Yeah, but they're yeah. a good side. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I've watched Oncom, I've watched Castletown this season, I've watched both of them play. Um, and they, they, you know what? They're, they're both. They're both youngish teams as well, um, but they've got a bit of an exper- bit of experience thrown in. I know Castletown yeah. have now got uh, Kinney back, haven't he, in goal after his ban as well, yeah. which is which is yeah. big for them because Big Greg was playing in goal, and you know what, Greg was doing a great job, but put him at centre back, mate, and he's that team's different again. They they can play out a bit from the back. They don't, you know, they, they they've got that extra person in there, so it's a good one. So yeah, what's yeah, got options? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I'll go. With, I'll start with your game first. Okay, so I'll go through all the Div Two. We're only going to go through Div Two fixtures. I'm not going to go through everything. Uh, and I just want a win, lose, or draw, and who's going to do it? Colby Michael. I don't really like. Do you know what? I'm, ve- I'm very superstitious. I don't like talk about my own team. <laughs> um, I'll put it I'll out just... there, mate. You got got to say go something. Um, I, th- I, th- I think we can nip it Saturday. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Okay, so generally do like yeah, yeah. That's um, okay. Um, Castletown versus Foxdale. Foxdale is still unbeaten. I know they are, um, and I watched. I was very impressed with Town that second half against Michael. But I'm going to go two all. I think there's goals in it. Draw. No, I like that. I like that one. Uh, next one's D and D old boys. Yeah, I was actually chatting to um, Kinga today. He's working near me, and um, I still think old boys are going to be sneaking up the league towards the second half of the season but I'm going to go for a, a, a 3-1 win away at D&D well that's that's, that's fair enough um, the next one is your former your boy or club Malou and they're at home to Jim's 
Yeah, the little win that I think. Um, when we played them, they were really difficult at first half. You know, really quick. They run at you, they chase you down. And obviously, I can only go off what we played against gyms and I think the little win that comes with it. I don't think you know, Lou. That's fair enough, mate. Uh, and the last one is Onkin versus Rykob. Yeah. Uh, do you know what? That, that's a sneaky outsider for the sort of top six as well because Rykob had, had a tough start. Um, but I, I, I think they'll still nip a few points, but I do think Onkin will win this. I'm going to go 4-1 Onkin. That's that's a big big score, though. That's a, that's a, it's a good one. And I think that, you know, the top of Div 2 this weekend, um, sort of Woods Cup contenders will will prevail, I think, from the big fixtures that they've got this weekend. You know, you've got the Woods Cup coming up, things like that. I like Obviously, towards the end of the season, the Paul Henry as well. But yeah. I think your contenders for the Div 2 Cups will prevail from this weekend and you'll start to get a clearer picture of it all. Um, yeah. That, 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 for me, that, that's what I think will happen. So, um, I've got another question in. Okay, yep. just as just before we move on to our select seven, which is your your Manx forty seven side team, which is going to be a bit fun. Um, but this this leads in nicely to it. It's from it's from someone you know, but they want to remain anonymous. Okay, yeah, he's involved with a football club over here, um, and it basically says if you could make the perfect Division Two Manx footballer, yeah, who would it be? Pace, shooting, stamina, speed, heading, finishing, and most importantly, character. What's he wants a different player for all those categories. So he, he wants to know which which person you'd use for pace, which person you'd use for shooting. You know, right. well, that's that's quite tough, that, isn't it? Um, pace, I'd probably use. Do you remember? Well, he's he's actually signed on. He's coming back from an injury. Do you remember Jordan Primrose Smith? Yeah. Yeah, when when he was fit, what he's just lightning. So I go with Jordan Primrose for pace, um, shooting. Paul Whitley. Honestly, mate, like I've I've had the pleasure of Whitley managed me when for a little bit at under 15s and then I actually had a little bit of time at Onkin as first team manager and got Whitley back and he's unreal, mate, goal machine. So yeah, I can understand that one. The goals he scores, the goals he scores at training. It's just like, ah, oh, behave. Do you know what I mean? But he's just, do you know what? He's and and I don't care which he hears me say this or not. He he looks lazy from time to time and then just appears out of nowhere. Oh, they're the best players though. The yeah. ones that make it look least. Yeah, he's different gravy, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what what was the next category? Stamina. Who's got the best engine? Stamina. Oh, best engine. Um, let me think. Let me think. It's a hard one go. in Manx football. That is tough. Um, oh, let me think, let me think. Uh, stamina, all day. Oh, my God. Go to the next category, I'll come back to it. Right, heading. Who, who's heading. Who's heading? Yeah. Oh, in the air. Do you know what? In the air, wins pretty much 90% of his headers. It's going to have to be. Probably have to be Ashley Egan, mate. He wins after them. Fair enough. That's a, that's a bit of an out there one. I didn't expect that. But yeah, that's out there. Uh, he's, he's, so, again, I'm only going with people, with people I've played with or yeah. against or whatever. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. And then we'll go with we'll go back to stamina because I want to leave character to last because character is a massive one. Yeah. yeah stamina. Right. Um, let me have a think, mate. It's got to be someone you've played with that like you thought, how's he still running at that like that after 90 minutes, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, I know. Especially, a, down, few, especially, especially down south, you know, 
there's lads down there that I, I even I know that that have just been going and going and going. I don't know how they do it. Oh, do you know who I play? I, well, yeah, especially at Malou, we had, we had a lot of dogs at Malou, you know, in Central yeah. Field, like a lot of dogged players, um, good good players. Like, but I'll have to go with the stamina. I'm gonna say, oh my god, it's tough. Um, I'll go with Alex Crawley. That's fair enough. Here, you know, girl, girls had an angel on for years. To be fair, I don't know. What he doesn't is. stop. I yeah. mean, he's an absolute pain in the arse to play against. I was good. He, won't me, he, he won't mind me saying that. Are you yeah, going for the stamina in his legs or the stamina in his mouth? Because he never shuts up either. He never shuts up on a football all, pitch, does he? All, all over me. And you know, when since, since I've come here, every time he sees me, it's what are you doing down there? Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> it's, it's good. Yeah, 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 all over. I'd say, I'd say, I'd say, girl, right? Yeah. All right, and, and, and char- character. character. Yeah. Oh, character. There's a lot of them in um, football. Yeah, I'm going to say for character, oh, there's loads of them, mate, in Manx footy. Um, you just, you know, you've got some of the old, but even there, you go you go back, you can go back a couple of years there, can't you? And, you know, you can pick someone dead random at, like, who just gets people going and, and just keeps it going about and it's got a lot about them, couldn't you? You know, someone who can just make you laugh or make you cry. I'm gonna go with. Oh God, I've got like three in my head. Um, I'm gonna go with Jay Gandhi. That's another one that doesn't shut up, isn't it? So yeah, yeah I, I can get that one. Doesn't shut up, but I've seen the side of him in the changing room. He's such a motivator, but he's yeah. he's he's fucking hilarious as well, mate. Some of the shit he comes out with. So yeah, Jay Gandhi. We'll, we'll go with that. All right, that's fine, mate. That's fine. Okay, so. That's that's uh, a bit of a an eclectic mix, shall we say, yeah, of uh, is, players. Yeah. But talking to Jay, right? We'll go with his final question that he sent me because he sent me three. Um, right. he, he just wants to know Suarez or Torres. Suarez. Suarez. That you just, know what, mate? But Suarez, yeah. I'd, yeah, it's Norwich hat tricks. You can't go wrong with that. Um, just uh-huh. it's just a joke, wasn't he? Yeah, and I'm a Liverpool fan, and we we were screaming out for that, like when when he signed. Oh, we were awful. Let's let's be honest. Do you know what? For me, I've, I'm I'm a Liverpool fan myself, mate, and I've never got over the Torres just going for money. So Suarez all day for me. I loved how yeah, he was as well. So yeah. I'm, I'm all and over. Mate, the dive in front of Davy Moyes was just yep. epic, man. Do you know what great, I mean? great. So right, the big one, mate. The big one. Yeah. Select seven. Okay. So for obviously this is the first podcast. No one's going to know have a clue what this is and what we're going on about if they join now. But it is basically your seven aside Manx footballing team. Okay. But I've made you choose three players that don't play anymore. Okay. Mm-hmm. Three players that are currently playing. So they're still involved yeah. in football today. As well as a manager. Okay. Um, so yeah, and a goalkeeper as well that you can have from any era. So the goalkeeper can be from any era, your manager can be from any era or anywhere, and then your players. So let's start with the keeper. Right, my goalkeeper is going to be my goalkeeper, Jay Gandhi. And I'm not, obviously, I'm his mate, obviously, but I'm not saying it because of that. Since I've come to Colby, mate, I've never seen someone so dedicated to being, you know, to his position, being a goalkeeper. Never seen someone so dedicated to be better. He's a great shot stopper. He commands his area. He's great with his feet. Just what a goalkeeper, man. Honestly, if he didn't get a head injury a few years ago when he had to take a few years out, I think he'd be he'd be up there. But yeah, Jay Gandhi. That's good, mate. That's good. And and Jay's Jay's had a, a he he was Castletown for a bit as well, wasn't he? And 
he, yeah. he's there as well, you know. Jay, I think Jay played it. Was it in the first division for Castletown as well? I think. Yeah, he had a season. He had a season at St John's as well. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that was that mad season. St John's had like loads of different people down there, didn't they? So yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. he's been there. Um, right, who's next? Um, so are we going? Um, we'll, we'll go back to we'll go we'll go we'll do a so we've done J. So we'll go past present, past present. Go that way. Past present, right? My first past outfield player is going to be. I mentioned him before, but it's going to be Al Harrison. Um, I played against Al. Very few, only a handful of times, but oh my god, what a player, man! What a player, just just a leader, wasn't he? Just a, a boss man in the middle, made things happen, scored goals, put his foot in, got everyone going. Love yeah, the outside I, of his boot, loves the path outside, outside of his, of his boot. boot. Just, I would absolutely love to have played with him, but you know, off the field as well, great guy. So, yeah, Al Harrison's the first pick there. That's good, that's good. Okay, so who's your first or, or your first outfield current player? Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Peels Lee Gale. He's timeless, isn't he? Um, what a player! Like, I, I've do you know what? Gale. Gale was the same age as me, mate. So yeah, I know. I know all about yeah. Gale. Yeah. Do you know what? So I knew he was a top player, and last year they knocked us out of the cup down here, and um, he started on the bench. I think he was coming back from an injury, and we were two 0 down, and they weren't dominating. We weren't dominating. We 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 were frustrating them. Gale came on me and just ran the show, and I was like. It got past being upset at my team. I was just in awe of him. I was like, what a player, man. What a player. How good is he? I didn't even know what position he was. He was just... I don't, he think, he knows, I don't think he knows he, what position he is half the time. I think he just... He pops up on the left, right, up front. You know, next minute he's throwing in a tackling on the edge of his own box. He's, so, so hard to play against, man. So hard talk, to play against. So, yeah. Talking about someone with stamina before and an engine, you know, that, that, that's a man with a serious engine. Like, And he turns his hands yeah. back as well, doesn't he? You know, I think he, didn't he represent the island at mountain biking or something at the island games one year? Yeah, yeah he does hop on a bike, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah he so, so he and, does I, and again, him. another lovely fucking bloke out the field. Lovely bloke. Yeah, great guy. Always got time for everyone. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, mm. Right, next pass player. I'm going to go with a southerner who unfortunately doesn't play anymore, obviously, but Josh Kelly. Oh, mate, what a player he was. I played with him at the juniors when he was at Colby. And obviously he went on to Russian. And I'm not sure he had a season in, uh, up in Douglas at a Douglas club, but mate, he what went, a player. I'll tell you what, he was at, I'll tell you what, he was at St. Mary's for one game. He played 10 minutes of the Charity Shield final and done his knee. And he, I haven't seen him play football since. Yeah, it's a real shame. And I, I know Josh, like, you know, we're not, we're not like close mates, but I know him well enough to go and say hi to him and stuff. But what a player. And, his touch was unreal. He could run at you. He's great in the air. He could finish anywhere. He was a real. He was just a raw talent, Josh. You know, and big, oh, big, big loss to the game. And when I was at Malou, one of my favourite games actually at Malou, we played Russia in the cup, and we were one 0 up at half time, and they ended up winning two one. Great game it was. But Josh, Josh, second half got put sort of central rather than left or right. Got put central. And I, we were trying to mark him. We couldn't get near him, man. Do you know what I mean? Just really top, top player, mate. Josh Kelly, yeah. <laughs> That's, you know what? It's a great choice. This is some team that you're building already. So who's the who's, who's the next one, mate? Who's the next player? Uh, current outfield. I'm going to go with, you won't mind him calling me, calling him a veteran, but I'm going to go with Steve Ryden, you know, down at Russian. P. Yeah, P, yeah. yeah. P is a quality player, man. And I think he's, re he's represented the island at, I think 40-something times, and a, a big chunk of that was out of position, you know, at left-back, and that says it all, that's how good he is. Um, yeah, and in, in that same game I just mentioned about Josh there, 
he started that game centre mid, second half put him right mid, and I was left back, so obviously I was I was against him. Just different gravy. Yeah, yeah one he's, he, he's um, one of them t- timeless ones, isn't he? As well from Russian, that timeless. you know, yeah, if you go if you go down to Russian and you, you talk to people down there for probably the last 10, 15 years, P P always comes up in conversation. It doesn't matter who you're talking to, P will always come up in conversation. So that's that's another fantastic choice. So who's your next pat? Well, your next pass player. Your final that your final one. Yeah, and this is someone I played against them a few times because he was cast town for a while and he actually ended up at St. Mary's so you, so you probably know him but my last player is Tommy Charmer that's Absolutely. a blast from the past isn't it mate honestly I always rated Tommy and I've, I always say hi to always speak to him but he was centre mid centre defensive mid and he was in that era when they had um, who was the manager um, down at Castletown but they had Brett Alcott Stanny oh, so, uh, so Ash Southern down there great side but Tommy Charmer me, always right under the radar. He won the ball back so well. He's great on the ball. He was just dogged. I loved him. Loved, I hate playing against him, but I loved him as a player. And again, another, another top man. So yeah, Tommy Charlie. That's it. That's it. That's a good choice. That you know, people. That that's a good thing about this feature. There's going to be people that pop up now and then that people think, oh god, yeah, what about him? What, what's he doing now? Do you know what I mean? It's and I, yeah. I, I like that about that. So we'll go with your final player. Okay. Uh, in the yeah. side squad. So who who rounds out your squad? Who's who's the final player in the squad? This was really difficult. Um and this adds a bit of youth to the side. And I've seen him I've seen him in pre-season um down at Russian. He does but he plays for Ramsey. Uh, I'm gonna go with Dylan Pickles. A well impressed with him mate. I've seen highlights of him. I've seen one game of him this season. Seen him in that friendly against Russian. Uh, he's just a nightmare to play against for defenders. I love his I love his movement. He can finish, man. He's gonna be a he's gonna be a star. So yeah, Dylan Pickles. Pickles, what a, what a guy he's got, and I tell you what, he's got some mouth on him as well. He can, he I've, could, I've never met him. Ne- oh, never mate, met him, mate, I've I've met him a couple of times, and, and when I've I've been there, I've coached, and I've seen him from the sideline. He will talk anyone through a game, honestly. He's but as you say, if he if he's got the skills to do it, why can't he? Why can't he do that? But that's another that's another strong choice. So. Your team there, so we've got in goal, Jay, Jay Gandhi. Yeah. Okay. And then you're going to have a back. The back's going to be probably Alan Steeriden. Yeah, Alan yeah. As your defence. In the middle, are you going to, what are you going to do there? Are you going to... I'll have Tommy and Lee in there. Lee will just do what he wants. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then... And then uh, Josh and Dylan up top, yeah. That's little and large as well, that up top. That's always a, a favourite, isn't it, of everyone? Um, so yeah no that's good mate that's good and wrap it all up who's going to manage them well for me uh, I'd go with someone that obviously there's managers that have won it all and stuff like that but for me it's going to be my first manager in senior football and he's not involved in the game anymore uh, Mark Preston he was so influential on me Prezi um, when I when I like I was saying before, when I got into the Malou side, I was sixteen, I was young, I was very sort of timid, I was quite quiet when I was younger. And he was just brilliant to me. He, he got out of me how to use my left foot properly, positioning, he was good, gave me confidence and you know, I got so much respect for Prezi. And I actually think he's got a lot to offer still in the game, but he's he's not doing anything at the moment. Um, and and I'm still close to him now, mate. You know, he checks in with me now, see how I'm doing. That's almost good. Like that's a good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, almost like a father figure for me, Prezi. So yeah, manager, Prezi. That's that's brilliant, mate. That's 
add some to your that. And then, as you say, you got Prezi on the side, motivating everyone. You know, you wouldn't yeah. want to come up against them in the NSC Sports Hall, would you? <laughs> you know what I mean? No way, mate. That, 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 you've got some... Toby, if you've got Toby Charm and Al Harrison, like, like sweeping up, you're in trouble. Like, you know yeah, I mean? it's, it's a difficult one, <laughs> that, mate. That's, that's good. So, we're coming towards the end, mate. We're coming towards the end. Um, I've got one final question for you. Um, oh, and this is from Hattie. And obviously, oh, yeah. Hattie is the man that knows everything amongst football. Great guy. And he just wants yeah. to know what... Is oh actually there's two there's another question there um we'll go to that in a second what's your most memorable moment as a player or coach um, most memorable moment ah oh. well for me is being given the chance to be called a manager and that might sound cheesy to some people but it's a big honour to me to, to be given this so young in in my coaching days shall we say and the other on the playing side was. Plus, playing for Malou first team for the first time, them two moments are huge to me, and they'll I cherish them and they'll as well. Do you know what I mean? So and that, that's yeah. it, mate. That's it. That's it. And and you know what? Like everyone's going to have their unique little time in in that, um, and and that's what that's big for you. That's what you want. That's that's what we've got. Um, the final question from someone is a guy that actually made it into your seven aside team. It's Gayla. Right. right Gayla's right. come in. And he's gone. Mm. I've, by the way, I've swerved every music question going. There's been about 200 of them, but I just thought we're talking about 40. It. It's not music. It. It's fine. <laughs> uh, so this, but this one, I like this one because it, it's it's one everyone in football can resonate with. What's your go-to pre-match tune? You can choose one song on a speaker before you go out to, to the side of the pitch. What is it? Oh, that is a belting question. I've got a big playlist, but the one that gets me going before a game is probably uh, Warriors Dance by The Prodigy. Oh, that, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, you know, the little voodoo song at the start and it, it gets bounces yeah. in, doesn't it? Yeah, I know that, what you mean. Mate, when that beat kicks in, I'm yeah. like, right, I'm ready. Do you know what I mean? Let's, let's do this. Like, yeah, that gets me going, that Warriors it's, Dance by The Prodigy. Yeah, absolutely solid choice that as well. Prodigy, very underrated. You know, it's, especially before in a changing room, it's, there's a, you're always going to change some changing rooms over here. You hear them when you're walking past, and you're thinking, "Why are you playing that before a game?" And it's just, it's you know what what gets people going, what gets people going, doesn't it? At the end of the day, can't do anything, yeah. there, do anything more with that. Um, no, but, a changing room is, is sacred, I think. You know, and um, when, when I came here, the changing room was always there, quiet. First two games, I was like, "Well, no, I'm not having this." Like, so we got a speaker in, speakers in there now. You want noise? I want noise constantly. Keeps, do, keeps, do you uh, have a different dread. person on the playlist every week, or is yeah, it, it... mate? We've, we've got a shared playlist that we can all chip into. Uh, ah, each week, right. someone else, someone else puts the tunes on, so everyone gets to chip in. Like, yeah, yeah, that's all right. That's good because there's always, you know, I, I've seen some clubs where it's one person that's in charge of the music. That's it, and if they're not there that week, the changing room silent or whatever. And there's other teams what, that rotate it. Yeah. Do you know what, mate? I, I, I do a big thing here. I do a, like a lot of shared responsibility. I think responsibility adds to um, a player's ability. Uh, so that's what I think. So if you give them a bit of responsibility, it doesn't matter if it's big or small. You know, and I, I like to do it with the youngsters as well. You know, if there's a 17-year-old in there, yeah, I make him, I give him a big task and it makes him feel like he's doing something big, you know what I mean? So, yeah, but don't get me wrong, mate. There is some absolutely shocking tunes on there. Like, I walked in the other week and Tina Turner was on there. I was like, what, what, what are we doing here, boys? <laughs> Oh. We're getting ready for a big game. Someone's got Tina Turner playing. Someone's around, doing you know someone's I mean? doing primary dances around the changing room with a pair of shorts on. Honestly, but you know that's funny, you know it's it's all about different characters. I, 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 so I, 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 I wouldn't just, have it any other way. 
Yeah, I think you've just revealed a side of Jay Gandhi that people didn't know existed. Um, Mate, there's yeah. about 300 sides of Jay Gandhi that people wouldn't want to take. I've seen all sides of them. Nah, it's all right, mate. It's all good. It's all good. Um, no, so that is basically it. As I mean, that's it's you know, we've just had an hour there. It's it's been a good good insight to you, mm-hmm. a good insight to you, Mike's football and career and, and your thoughts on the current game as well, mate. Um I think it's it's been brilliant. It's it's the opening podcast. We might, you know, it might be five people listen to this, there might be a hundred people listen to it, but mm-hmm. thank you for your time, mate, more than anything. It's been great. I've enjoyed uh, it. Yeah. Yeah, do you know what, mate? Um, I just want to say thanks a lot for your for, for allowing me to come on. And I think what you're doing is brilliant for the game. I think the game is needed something like this for a while. It gets excitement go, going in every club, gives everyone a platform. And I think Max Football is on the up. And I think what you're doing is fantastic. So thanks for having me on, mate. All right, mate. No worries. Right. As a cheers for your time, mate. Good luck on Saturday. Um, hopefully yeah. you get back to, to winning ways and you just have a good game. And um, yeah, we'll we'll get this out Saturday morning. Hopefully, people enjoy it, mate. Brilliant, mate. All the best to you. All right, cheers, Azza. See you later, mate. Bye now. Bye. Take care. Bye bye. Bye.